What's up, film fans, and welcome to another episode of What the Flick, the podcast where we rewrite films we haven't seen based only on the poster. We are your poster boys. I'm Matt. And I, of course, am Mac. And today we'll be figuring out just what the hell happens in Rosemary's Baby. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the post We're figuring it out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it better cause we're so cool and back to two years up in school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg's film directors are all done nerds What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time to make some noise, it's time for the poster boys So what the flick Theme tune uh, and we are blessed, we are graced, we are grateful and hashtag... Blessed. Do I, do I already say blessed? Yeah, it's fine. Move on. Par through. I got distracted by my own effusiveness. Uh, it is, it's, it's, it's guest time, everybody. we got Ben Russell here. Hello. From... From the TV, from from TV's Ben Russell. Well, I mean, Australian TV, I guess, uh, but also... I haven't been on Australian TV. You know, TV. Net, I'm on Netflix, depending on your location, I don't know. That is true. As long as you don't tell any anyone who's involved in looking into crimes in the UK, you also might have been on my TV today, Ben. <laughs> don't be, don't, oh, but don't be on. telling the bloody government. Come, though, on, don't now. Come, on, Come now. on, Come on now. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of crimes, would anyone like to hear about a crime that befell me last week? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I was on my way to Amsterdam, and I was in a hurry leaving work. So I got an Uber home, which I normally wouldn't do because it's quite a short trip. And the Uber driver was very affable, very nice. He was asking me why, uh, you know, it's a very short trip. And I was like, oh, I'm, getting, I'm going to London to go to Amsterdam on a holiday with my beloved. And he was like, oh, that sounds lovely. I hope you have a great time. And I got out of the car and he reversed over me. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> you're like whole, just a foot or like your whole self? Like I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> And like, he like, ba-dum, ba-dum, like no, 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 no. Like, like, like luckily he hit me while I was standing right between the wheels, so I just kind of tipped over. And then he got out and he was laughing and he went, "The the bloody parking sensor didn't work." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> the guy <laughs> on the ground, um, and he just kind of stared at me for a bit. He went, "Are you all right?" And I was so shocked by what happened, I didn't respond to him, but I just walked across the road to my building. And then I just sat in the lobby for like twenty minutes and was like, "Well." I need to go to London. And I stood up, and my knee really hurt for some mysterious reason. <laughs> what a true mystery. He should have used the original parking sensor, which is eyeballs. Looking, <laughs> yeah. looking behind you, yeah. That's the OG. And I think it's still the best. Yeah. Oh, but you're so so much more likely to crick your neck if by doing that, you know? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> if you've got to turn around. Well, he did have a rear view mirror. I did notice that while in the car. But huh. even so. Had you said anything particularly inflammatory while in the car maybe he really hates amsterdam when he was trying to stop me getting there maybe he's really straight edge (laughs) yeah Yeah. which he wouldn't have liked what i was doing in amsterdam if that's the case (laughs) what exactly now mac what were you doing in amsterdam do you know ben it's it's funny you should ask (laughs) um i've told matt this story but uh again being my beloved at one point i i I really don't drink at all I don't, really, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't take any real substances. I barely even drink coffee. And I said to her, you know, I would really like while we're here just to consume an edible to know what the feeling is like. Mm. And we went into a very fancy uh, edible store and the man said, now whatever you do, if you don't take drugs regularly, take no more than a quarter. And I took a quarter. 
And after an hour, I felt nothing. So you took more. I ate the remainder of it, Ben. Oh, mm-hmm. no. the, the classic rookie error. And then about two hours later, I was lying in the hotel room, crying, laughing, making a, a birthday card for my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I spent the entire second day there doing. It's a tale as old as time. This edible isn't working. I'll take more. (laughs) (laughs) And I also found out recently that apparently during this period of time, I posted a video on Instagram where I was explaining how a menu item in the Dutch McDonald's was the greatest menu item of any McDonald's. And now I'm starting to wonder if maybe, maybe my opinion <laughs> wasn't as accurate as I think it was. Now, what item in the Dutch McDonald's was the best, in your opinion, at the time? It was the Microquette. Okay. It was a croquette burger, so it was mashed potato with the beef burger like patty chopped up into it with cheese, bread. That it. does sound sick. It was pretty fucking sick. And it had I a love mustard a mayonnaise. Yeah, so did I. But I imagine I loved it probably a bit more than I would have normally at that time. The best type of croquette, though, in my opinion, is a mac and cheese croquette. Oh, all right. Mm, yes. okay. You ever had one of them? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've had like a like a deep fried, like a mac and cheese ball. Yeah, I mean, that's what know? a croquette is, really. So, yes, so. you have. I'll take that one. I'll accept uh, yeah, it. Yeah, but anyway, that, the croquette was sick. Um, the brownie itself was sick. Amsterdam was sick. The car accident. Not as sick. Four out of ten. Probably the least sickest thing that happened to you. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was nice to have another use for my wrestling knee pads again, which I hadn't used for four years at that point. <laughs> and I was able to stuff them with frozen vegetables while on the train to London. <laughs> <laughs> Just a man with frozen peas <laughs> on his knees. Were you wearing shorts as well? So people could see, or did you just have like weird big knees? No, and I did was you also get... wearing quite skinny jeans. <laughs> One of my <laughs> jean legs was not only very big, but also was very clearly dump, and you could see it through the jeans. And I do wonder what everyone thought was happening. <laughs> That's the beauty of skinny jeans, and it's a shame that they're sort of, you know, they've gone out of vogue as, as they much. They have gone out of fashion. Is that yeah. you can't tell if someone is... <laughs> Got peas underneath We're, their jeans. Yeah, wearing wrestling uh, knee pads and frozen <laughs> peas. Yeah. I've not spotted a pea on the train for years <laughs> since skinny jeans went out the window. Not since the bloody not since the bloody zoomers came, <laughs> came around. <laughs> Do you reckon COVID was the end of skinny jeans? I don't want to get into that. Should we look at this poster? <laughs> COVID was, yeah. It's yeah. one thing that COVID oh. took from us. One more thing. Was anything that was vaguely uncomfortable. Yeah, and frankly, I am here for it. I went the other way. I've gone, I've just gone, I like maximum room in my pants Yeah, absolutely. The roomier, the better. Yeah. And and it's, it's, I want it elasticated. I want it three sizes too big. Mm. You know, I want to be essentially just a cloud of fabric flowing Mm. through whatever room or space I find myself in. I exclusively wear Klein trousers now. You know, with a big hoop, so I've got even more space than I actually need. Any trousers you bloody wear are clown trousers, mate. <laughs> God damn it, man. Where, you said you wouldn't do this. You promised. <laughs> got him good. I've started wearing those big, like, Victorian, like, whalebone hoop skirts. Oh, yes. You know, Beautiful. They're about, yeah. like, f- three or four feet wide. It's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. N- now, now, Ben, you like films. I adore film. Um, and yeah, I think we've we've we uh, it took us it took us a little bit of a while to find uh, a film a film before before we went, came on here because you know you'd seen quite a lot of these films that mm. that, uh, that me and Mac have not seen. Would you would you call yourself a cinephile? 
Um, yeah, I'm on, uh, as, as Lexi would say, I'm on the Cinephile registry. You're on the um, registry? Sure. Yeah, I'm a registered Cinephile. Not like within 50 feet of a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the magic of film. Mm. I live right next to one of the best, uh, not right next to, but I live very close to one of the best independent, oh, uh, art, like old art deco cinemas in my fair city of Melbourne. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, I love it. I, li- I like going to the cinema and watching it. I enjoy the, the experience there and it, it makes sure that I'm not on my phone. The main screen in, in the good Stoke cinema has two seats that you have to take a lift to get to. And they're like beside the projector booth. I'm not in a row anywhere else. And oh, I only wow. discovered it cause I got these two seats once and then walked to the back of the screen and was like, there is no row J. And I had to ask the person. They're like, "Oh, come with me!" Like it was like some sort of sacred thing. And they put me in a lift up to these two seats Did they on my look, own, like to the side, <laughs> conspiratorial. Like there is no road, Jay, sir. Come with me. Yeah, but I, genuinely, every time I go to the cinema, now, I will. If it's screen one, I will like go out of my way to get the two seats in row J so I could sit up high like a king looking over a crowd now, who, are, are, who are angry at me and not looking at me. <laughs> are we going closer to the screen or further away from the screen? Oh, further away for sure. Yeah. You yeah. want the further away, yeah. I normally go a quarter of the way from the back. I try and sit in the middle. Yeah. I think, I, I, think I prefer middle over distance really a lot, you know? I would prefer far away or close than to the side. Sometimes you get those ones that are on yes, the side. And you're yeah, just like, absolutely. You want to yeah. be near the stairs. Mm. You want to be near the center stairs. In case of a fire. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and back half, ideally, because then you don't get trampled in the stampede. Mm. I had a real grown-up moment last year where I told a child to fuck up at the cinema, and God, I felt powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and and I only asked them twice to be quiet, and I was like, can you just fuck up? <laughs> and, then, and then I saw the light on his phone go off, and his head go down, and there was no more noise from him for the rest of the movie. There's a chance I was so scary I killed him because I didn't see him leave. <laughs> he might have been responsible for the death of a very of a, of, of a very easily startable child. Well, a very rude child, so it was good. <laughs> <laughs> rude children are disgusting creatures. <laughs> We've suddenly entered a roll doll now. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're all the villains. Oh, we should definitely make Rosemary's Baby a roll doll book. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Roman Polanski, bad bloke. Yeah. Um, oh, great lad. <laughs> a horror movie, which I don't think we've done yet on the podcast. Oh, is this Roman Polanski? It oh. is, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Do you, would you like to change now? <laughs> no, no. Rosemary's baby. Yeah. And at the end, Roman Polanski marries it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Suck shit, Polanski. <laughs> Suck shit, you fuckhead. Yeah. Yeah, got him. It's about time. It's about time somebody was brave enough to roast Polanski. Hey, Polanski, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, this is topical humor. <laughs> this is a no-holds-barred. We're, we're laying the smackdown on Roman Polanski. It's about time. Something no one has done before. But yeah, Bunny, you a horror horror fan? Because I know Mac is not Mac's a big scaredy boy, I love horror I do like horror, yeah I'm a big fan of just like, if I need to just put something on I will put a horror film on I saw, I watched X recently What did you think? I thought it was good, I wouldn't say it was a horror No, I think I agree It's more of a thriller Yes Because I was thrilled 
I wasn't horrified. <laughs> um, but very sexy. It was, yeah. Very incredibly horny film. Very bawdy and risque. Oh, suddenly I'm a lot more interested. <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of boob action mm. in that film. A lot of sexual activities. And oh, who's that actress? Oh. The Mia? Is it Mia Goth? Oh, Mia, Mia Goth, yeah. Because I saw her in the other one where she plays the the typical southern <laughs> American in the in the house. When, in in Pearl. Yeah, Pearl. Which is the sequel to X, uh, the prequel, in fact, to X. What? Yeah, so Pearl, because Mia Goth plays the old lady and the main character in X. Does she really? Yeah, and then Pearl is the story of the villain in X, played by Mia Goth, but like in the past. Oh my god. Because I was wondering who the fuck is underneath the... Makeup and yeah, that's Mia Goth. It's a dual. Ro- it's a dual role. Like she's she's doing an Eddie Murphy in the clumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Norbert situation. Wow, I didn't realize because I watched Pearl first and then X. Oh, uh, okay. So I watched them in chronological order. I you didn't did, even realize yeah. that they were related. That's very. It's very funny to literally physically see half a star being added to someone's review of a film. <laughs> I've never seen the physical manifestation of it. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's fantastic!" <laughs> like I can just see the star forming in the back of his head. Yeah. yeah. And there's a third one coming out uh, called Maxine, but with three X's, which is all about. Oh, that's the one I sound most excited for. <laughs> protagonist of X going on to directly going on to then be a porn star oh. in the eighties. Oh, I thought it was about Vin Diesel. I'm not. not it's as not about Vin Diesel. Unf- it's not the Return of Xander Cage, unfortunately. That is a real blow. (laughs) Although I do hear that there is another Riddick getting uh, chronicled. Oh, really? Okay. That is Riddick, Yilis. (laughs) (laughs) You still got it, Mac. Anyone that says that you lost it, they're fucking wrong, dude. You got that fucking magic, and you're. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna make you a star. I can't wait. I cannot wait till someone does one of those ten funniest things I've seen on the internet. Guardian reviews, and that joke is number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big yeah. time. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about this fucking poster? It's been twenty minutes. Sure. <laughs> time well there's two posters i think we go for the second one that is the orange poster the I orange think one yeah because yeah. that feels to me like it's got potential well mm. i like that this baby has got like a skull face and little wings and a tail mm. because that way you know that it's a devil baby you know yeah i feel like with so many of these kind of evil child movies they look quite innocent at first, and then at the end they're all uplit and they're wearing like a Victorian dress, and suddenly they're evil. But this one, you know right away because he's got a skull face, and you're like, oh, okay, well that's is this a Damien? An evil baby? Is this a I Damien think it baby? Might be a Damien because I think hmm. Omen is a Damien baby, and this yeah. is a Damien baby too. I've uh, I think I've brought this up possibly on well, but certainly to some people before, but uh, in the novelizations of the Omen. In uh, the fourth Omen book, I believe, Damien has anal sex with his partner, and then at the end of the film, when he's dead, she gives birth to him again, but out her bum. Huh. <laughs> so she has a bum baby, and it's Sam Neill. <laughs> and it's him again. Yeah, and it's just the same guy. <laughs> and Sam Neill comes out of her ass. Yeah. 
I assume he doesn't come out like Sam Neill current day. <laughs> so he comes out as a baby again. Because that would be an even worse to think to imagine. In The Stand by Stephen King, there's a lady who's like betrothed to Satan or whatever. And, and then they're like, oh, well, you need to be a virgin for Satan, but that doesn't, we can still, we can still do anal because that doesn't count. And I think, yeah. think it's weird that there's two films about people who are having devil babies that also have anal in them. Yeah. Anal is the devil's sex. It is. That's true. <laughs> the Christians were right all well, along. Matt, we're about to write a film about a devil baby, and I know what I'm going to include at some point. <laughs> Until I go, I go, honey, would you like some devil's intercourse? <laughs> so, devil's sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this poster is an image of a pregnant torso, I guess. Mm hmm. Uh, a kind of orange. I think that's the best way to describe it, actually. Yeah, orange <laughs> on brown, pregnant torso, mm. and then inside the silhouette there is the devil. Roman baby Polanski. Got a skull face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be Roman Polanski. <laughs> We're not sure. Uh, he's got little wings and, and a little pointy tail, and it says a Roman Polanski film, Rosemary's Baby, and that's all. That's all we get. Mm. Which I think lines up with basically all that any of us know about the movie, which is that there is a devil baby in it. There's a devil baby. I think that's it. I think that's the that's the movie. It's mm. just there's a devil baby, and then there's a bunch of that fucking that weird psychedelic sixties shit that they used to put in movies for no reason. Okay, well if it's sixties, then there needs to be a cult. Mm. There's probably a cult, and there's got to be some guy who's got like a real like sharp black goatee. Yeah. yeah. Who probably wears like a like a goat helmet at some point. Yeah. Mm. Can they go to Woodstock, do you reckon? Oh, maybe so maybe it's like there's a there's like um that, like, there's like a lot a, of sex at Woodstock, that's all I'm saying. Maybe it's a satanic band. Maybe it's the summer of love. And mm. There's a there's a band going around that all the kids are like into, and the parents are like, no, that's evil and of Satan. You can't watch that band. You've got to go and fight commies in Nam. And they're like, fuck you, mum and dad. I'm gonna go watch the the Satan band. I've got a perfect pitch for this. Okay, go for it. A band at a high school who no one will listen to because they are a Satan band, and someone's like, I can make these people stars. I'll make a documentary about them. I'll make a documentary, me, lowly teenager Roman Polanski, before I've started making movies. Oh, so it's a self-insert. <laughs> yeah. He makes the film where then he impregnates the bass player or something, and that interrupts the flow of what's happening, right? Because like, they're about to go on tour to this big satanic band tour, but she's getting more and more pregnant. And it turns out it's the devil's baby or something. <laughs> he was going you was going so strong yeah I yeah was you really stuck the in. landing there <laughs> i was bought into the pitch and then yeah it really kind of fizzled out well, hey. well it's just like you guys have something where they're just playing some big satanic song and they don't realize that the actual place they're playing is actually like like it's not no they've like wandered off to one of like the side stages at woodstock or something and it's like people have painted like pentagrams and shit on the ground and they're playing in the middle of it 
Yeah, well, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like there's, yeah, mild-mannered high schooler Poman Rolanski is, yeah. you know, he's like a, a nerd kid, you know, loves Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and metal music and he's in a band with all of his nerd classmates and they get bullied at school, you know, and he's got a crush on some girl that they've, you know, they've been like childhood friends or whatever and she likes him. Rosemary. But, yeah, exactly. Rosemary. Rosemary. You know, it's a bit awkward here and there, but whatever. And the point is, they're playing the show. There's a big, like, party at a a, a cool kid's farm or some shit. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go play the show. And they go play the show, and it's it's, it's, it's real goth hours. And... Everyone's getting drunk, they're taking, they're smoking the devil's lettuce, they're having the devil's intercourse. Can you imagine? Oh, what a horrible thing to do. People are just, you know, people are getting silly with it, right? They're drawing little pentagrams and they're just having fun. Getting silly with it, na, 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 na. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That's the tagline of the film. Rosemary's baby getting silly. (laughs) Getting silly, it's time to get silly with it. Rosemary's baby. (laughs) What happens when you get silly with the devil? <laughs> it's time to get silly with the devil. <laughs> and then instead of like the grunge music, it's just na 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 na. Getting silly with it. This song would not be released for another 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So the band obviously is Will Smith. <laughs> has to be at it now. So He's Will Smith the- plays Poman Rolanski. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. A baby world, baby Will Smith. Baby Will Smith, yeah. And Rosemary can be played by. Um... What about Leslie Mann? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, Leslie Mann. <laughs> and they, sure. yeah, so they end up, you know, they end up getting together. They end up hooking up at the party, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's 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 pentagrams and people are being weird. And maybe, like, at the moment of climax, some people burst in and they start, like, going, oh, hell Satan, hell Satan, mm. you know, and chucking upside-down crosses at them or whatever. But what they don't realise is that they had this music festival, this party that they went to, that they ended up fucking in, was, you know, on the ruins of, like, a satanic temple from back in the day, from, like, the mm-hmm. Dark Ages. Yeah. And what they've actually done is they've made... A devil baby. And so now it's almost like a Juno situation, you know, with Michael Sarah and uh, Elliot Page, where they have to kind of navigate teenage pregnancy. Well, it's that, but with Leslie Mann and Will Smith, but also the baby is the literal devil and like (laughs) scary horror movie stuff happens. Okay, here's my pitch. Yeah, Yeah, go for it. So this, so Roman Polanski went to, he worked with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes. Later on with Chinatown, mm-hmm. which is a fucked up film, but also it's probably one of, it's a really good film. Mm-hmm. I think the only Polanski film I've seen is um, The Ninth Gate, the one with Johnny Depp in it. Oh, yeah. Two of the world's goodest boys come together to make a good film. Yeah, just two fantastic <laughs> filmmakers making films. Can't, can't imagine... Now, I so Google anything wrong with either of them. So this is so in, this is actually his first film with Jack Nicholson, and it is going to be so Jack Nicholson plays both the devil, okay, and the Rosemary. Oh, all right, and so the parents. So it's a sort of a meet the parents. He's my it. Yeah, cross with a sort of a, a meet the clumps. Cross <laughs> the with a guess who's coming to dinner. 
yeah. sort of sort of style thing. And it's a romp, like it's a goofy romp. Yeah. They go. The devil wants to impress the father, but the father is really religious and saying the devil is no good. And the devil's got like a horn and he's painted red, and he's just so got he's one. Pretty horn. obviously the devil. Yeah, he's clearly the devil. He's got a you know a tail with a pitchfork in the middle. Yeah, just one horn in the middle, and um, and he can't. You know, the only thing he can eat is souls, uh, and um, <laughs> and there's there's romps. There's it's like. It's funny. He has like a threesome with the whole family at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah, very devilly thing. Yeah, I imagine a very funny scene in that where they are having dinner for the it's first time. It's hilarious, and they're like, "Oh, the devil! Why aren't you eating anything?" And he's like, "Oh, I can't actually eat human food, but don't worry, I've called, I've ordered delivery." And mm. then the delivery man comes and he just sucks the soul out of him, and mm-hmm. the delivery man collapses over with the face uh, on his chest. And the father's like, "Oh, I don't like this. I'm more of a god man." <laughs> Can and, the father um, be played by Robert De Niro, like in... Me yeah, Robert, Bobby yeah. Dees in this. A Do young Bobby Dees is acting. the father. They've aged him up. Um, <laughs> they've reverse Irishmaned him. <laughs> yeah, they've reversed Irishmaned him. But he's the only one. Other than that, it's just Jack Nicholson playing all the roles. Yeah, And okay. it's really funny because at the end you do have just a sex scene between him and Robert De Niro. Sure. Um, <laughs> Three Jack Nicholsons and Robert De Niro just going to Nic- town on each other. Yeah. Rob the devil's intercourse, obviously. Yeah, of course. And is, um, yeah, and is that when they make the devil baby? Um, no. The, in the end, she she thinks she, she's pregnant, but she's not. And the devil is Rosemary's baby. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. It's like, this yeah, is yeah, my yeah, baby yeah. because it's the 60s. So they're like, hey, that's fucking, <laughs> yeah. hey, babe, yeah. baby, uh, that's radical and, and grooved, grooveless. Oh, okay, I thought maybe you were thinking that the devil was into age play. And I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> It's an interesting direction to go in. <laughs> well, I mean, the devil would be into age play, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if someone's going to be into it, it'll be <laughs> the literal literal uh, uh, personification of evil. I think he would be into that. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, let's let's roll with this then. Like, Jack Nicholson meets Jack Nic- Rosemary, Nicholson. played by Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. And Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. And yeah. Jack Nicholson, <laughs> yeah, and, he's, and he's always referred to as Bobby De Niro in the. Yeah, it's, just, it's like um, in Apocalypse Now when um, instead of Lawrence Fishburne, he's credited as Larry Fishburne, and he's very yeah. young. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, back then he was Bobby. It doesn't not until sort of Taxi Driver does he get Robert. <laughs> no, sure. But um, there's dance breaks because it's in the '60s, and that's what they. And there's like that weird kind of. Um, kaleidoscope stuff uh, with uh, yeah, yeah and, and long fades and long, long zooms, of um, and, a, and lot of, a lot of slapstick because that was the style at the time. And modular synthesizers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Goblin mm-hmm. does the score, I think. On There's this puppets, for sure. yes. There is puppets, and the puppets are all also Jack Nicholson. Yeah, they're all voiced by Jack Nicholson. It's so all like, hey, sure. I'm a puppet. <laughs> I'm a puppet. Hey. That's it. That's all they say. And they, they're yeah. very self-referential. Um, <laughs> but it's a, Jim Her- it's a Jim Henson joint. You know it's what I mean? It's a Henson production. Yeah. It's a Henson joint. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I might think a Roman Polanski Jim Henson film is a horrible thing. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> really ruins Jim Henson for me, to be honest. <laughs> well, I think what works for me about this is that, you know, Jack Nicholson... Obviously, big devil energy played the devil in mm. 
the Witches of Eastwick. Witches of Eastwick, yeah. Uh, but in that, he became real big at the end, right? When he he did, he did get big. So in this Does one, he, he gets get small. Big in this one, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Gets real small so that he can get into more orifices during yeah, the Yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets inside. Yeah, Robert De Niro. and he's just like running around in there. What if it's like, uh, I think this is possibly maybe the plot of Little Nicky, I've just realized. But what if it's like, the devil has to find someone to be his bride before a certain period of time, or else he'll he'll just disappear and a new devil will be picked. So that's why Jack Nicholson's like, I have got to get Jack Nicholson to fall in love with me, or else I'll disappear and someone else will become the devil. And can I say, Little Nicky, one of the strongest acting choices ever by Adam Sandler... I, I feel like it was just like the day of the first day of shooting. It was like, <laughs> I want to talk like this for the entire film. And uh, yeah. what a great choice, uh, stylistic choice. And you know, it worked out for him. Bold choices. Yeah. I think I said in another episode that Billy Madison, the joke at Billy Madison, where he's like, that made, that answer made no sense and does the whole big like answer to how stupid Billy Madison is informed a lot of my comedy. But I reckon another thing that really made me laugh and probably informed how I make jokes is the bit where and little Nicky is told he can turn any liquid into any other liquid and he turns Coke into Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> and I like where we just really find that hilarious as like a teenager. <laughs> be like, that is good. The joke there is that it's not very impressive. <laughs> I was like, that'll be my style of comedy forever now. And here it is to this day. <laughs> I don't think I saw, I've seen Nick, little Nicky since I saw it when it first released in cinemas. I don't think I've ever seen Little Nicky. I think that's probably. I think you're better off, Matt, than either Bear <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. All right. Okay. Have you ever heard of Netflix? I've heard of Netflix. Yeah. Do I've you guys get Netflix over there? I actually watched a show on Netflix called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun, but I stopped it after episode three because I. Is it still Netflix it. called Netflix over there? Or is it called Netflix? <laughs> 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 In the UK. We Netflix, We call it? it TV on the internet, governor. <laughs> you go got Netflix, do ya? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Nat Fellums here, but with a U after the L, like Fellums. <laughs> film? Oh, yeah, I do like yeah. a film. I, I, would ra- I would rather watch a film than a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a movie, baby. Yeah. Do you want to see a movie? All right. Let's flesh out the very brief plot we have. <laughs> it's already fleshed out. Okay, I've done then. Wrap <laughs> it up. I mean, it's ready. To, it's ready to print. Jack Nicholson's right is is a you know just coming into sort of being a grown woman in the sixties and mm-hmm. having a little bit more independence and trying to date, but still living at home with her dad, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> who is very protective, very Christian, mm-hmm. doesn't want you know very straight edge, doesn't want to go out to bars. Uh, doesn't want to go out to the milkshake diners having hot dogs and a, a malt and meeting mm-hmm. boys, you know. And there's a bit of fr- friction there, of course. But you know, they both they both love each other, and that's you know, it's it's they're just they're just trying to balance it. And maybe mm. Jack Nicholson's mum, who in flashbacks is played by Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. is not around anymore. You know that either they died or they uh, left. They died in um in a big. Uh, a big accident. <laughs> they died in war. I'm trying to think of what happened in the 60s. That I wasn't Vietnam. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's well, maybe, it. Maybe, no. maybe they do just imply that she died in Nam, but what actually happened was like she just died getting onto one of the boats. Maybe or she was so 
shocked and excited by the moon landing. She had a heart attack. <laughs> well, this is 1968 that this was made, so maybe uh, she was so excited by the Gemini early. spacecraft. Yeah, she, she fucking loved NASA, and when she, yeah saw the first Gemini spacecraft, she had a heart attack and died. Yeah. <laughs> I, I reckon there's just a flashback where just Jack Nicholson dad walks in and is like, hey, oh, it's Robert De Niro dad. It's Robert oh, sorry, De Niro Robert dad. Robert De Niro dad. like, someone's in space and she just had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. She didn't even say it. He's like, you know, someone's in space right now. And she was like... Oh. And then later, later on, I'm sorry to skip forward, but Jack Nicholson, as the devil, says, hey, your mother's with me in hell. Oh, shit. She went to hell. Yeah, because she she she's cool, and it turns out that the devil's actually cool. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the twist, right? The devil is actually chill and pretty pretty cool, even though he yeah. eats souls and looks like a red man. Sure, um, and God's a real nerd. Yeah, he's actually pretty chill, and that's what Robbie Bobby De Niro realizes. He learns not to judge a book by its cover. And then it, there's a knock on the door. Right, this is the the end. Whenever yeah, okay. they're friends, they're best after friends. They've had a, after they've had a threesome. Yeah, after they've had a threesome, there's a knock at the door. And Bobby De Niro opens it, and there's just white light, and it's God. And then it cuts. Oh, uh, set up a sequel. That's good. Maybe yeah. God could say something like, I told you not to go out dating and going down the malt shops with your friends. Yeah. The, the, the sequel is called Rosemary's Neighbor, and God has moved in next door, and it's really oh, awkward because yeah, yeah, they yeah. live with the devil now. We've met the father. Now it's time to meet the Holy Father. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary's baby too. I think I genuinely pitched a sitcom when I was screenwriting at university, which was called um, something like Our, Our Father in Heaven and Law or something like that. And it was about my mom dating God. <laughs> and Jesus moved into the garage and it was played by Sam Rockwell. It really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Rockwell would make a really good deadbeat Jesus. Fuck. Yeah, it was John Goodman was God and Sam Rockwell was Jesus. That's and great it was casting. like, because God lived in our house, demons kept trying to get in and I had to go and deal with them. And Jesus was the only person, was like my guy in the chair who'd be like, you have to do this to get rid of this guy. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> you pitched Dogma, the TV show. Yeah. Oh God, is that exact? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> you wrote Christian fanfic. Yeah, I did. I wrote fanfiction about my own faith. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough Christian erotic fanfiction, you know. I fucking yeah. bet there is. <laughs> you there is enough. There's definitely, I don't, I've never I read it, but there's definitely there's enough. Certainly more if there's than one, enough. right? I look. I was gonna not ever bring this up, but I, I have a friend who shared an article this very week, and the exact or so the article was about how having marital sex was a way to glorify God, right? And there's an actual quote in it that said. Is there nothing more loving than pouring out your love not only upon but within your wife? Oh, and oh, I no. was like, that's in a Christian biblical article that someone shared on my Facebook. Christians, real Christians, cream pie. That's like- <laughs> <laughs> fucking give me that cream pie for sticker. Jesus. That's what yeah. I always say. There was a whole bit as well about enter- entering <laughs> your wife's sanctuary. And then, like, someone had commented on it, being like, regardless of the fact this whole article is disgusting, if a man called my vagina my sanctuary, I'm dumping him on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) The original body of Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was no good. (laughs) 
I mean, upon and within really upset me. <laughs> upon and within, so you know, on the tits and face and ass, and yeah. but also in the in the puss, and uh, that's what pretty they, much that's, anywhere you can get, to be honest. Wherever you can, just yeah. uh, and that's that's closer to God. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to yeah. fucking bukaki. God wants you to do huge cums all over anyone yeah. who let you. Basically. Oh man, yeah. I also like it, it referred to it as pouring out your presence, which I thought was so funny. Instead of turn like, the other cheek, it's pull apart the <laughs> other cheek. Let's never discuss this ever again. <laughs> and that's, what Jack, that's what Jack Nicholson says to Jack Nicholson in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jack Nelson goes to the bar. His dad's angry about it, or her dad's angry about it. Meets a, a strapping young gentleman. Yeah, who's and does Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson know that Jack Nicholson's the devil when they first meet? Yeah, because he's painted red and he's got a little tail. <laughs> okay, and not one I reckon, and, Yeah, he's just explicitly the devil, and right? he's played like, by no... Jack Nicholson, who looks like the devil anyway. Uh, <laughs> And so she, yeah, and so maybe she's looking for somebody who's gonna be like a bad time for her dad, right? And she goes over and she's like, "Hey, you look like the devil." And Jack Nicholson's like, "Well, I am the devil." And then mm. Jack Nicholson's like, "Well, why don't you buy me a drink?" Why don't you buy me a drink? <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. I'm the devil. That's it's just he doesn't change his voice. No. <laughs> I actually really like the idea of this is like it's all one cut, right? There's no cuts and it's just him walking back and forth behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> like the camera shoots him, then there's just a huge gap where the camera just very slowly moves where he walks behind he's just a, the camera. <laughs> he's just got a yeah. wig on and then uh, but he's still red from his devil costume. Yeah, or the, the the shot is Jack Nicholson and then the reverse shot is just like a mirror in the shape of Jack Nicholson, but they put like those little horns, hairbands yeah, yeah. on it, yeah. and given him a little beard. It was um, revolutionary at the time. Yeah, exactly. It's you know they're janky by today's standards, but back mm. then it was groundbreaking. Mm. This, well, I mean, this inspired the Clumps, as we know. So that is groundbreaking. This is yeah. the first film that Mike Myers ever watched. Rosemary's <laughs> Baby crawled so Norbert could run. <laughs> this, yeah, this film is directly responsible for the Pentaveret. <laughs> what a dream! Oh, the Pentaveret! Oh God, what a bad show! <laughs> I kind of oh, liked God. it up until the end. I could forgive it for all its. Sins I, until... I only watched one episode. Uh, to be fair, I didn't really give it that. Oh, much you should chance. watch the end. It's one of the it's one of the cringiest things you've ever watched in your entire life. All right, but it, it, up until that, I can kind of I can kind of forgive it because it's Mike Myers doing Mike Myersy well, that's cheesy the thing, bold is that You things. have to give Mike Myers a bit of leeway, you know. Yeah, you're like you're Mike Myers. I don't want you. I don't Mike want something. Myers. Imagine if you did something different. Like, yeah, exactly. that would be worse. Yes. Imagine Mike Myers came out with like a satirical stand-up. It would be terrible. You'd be yeah, so you can't, upset. You can't hate a cow for giving you milk. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> also, the Pantaver did give us the Shrek scene, which is probably the best thing on Netflix the last That's year. true. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird as shit. <laughs> That's just in my mind. Like, genuinely, I, I stood up <laughs> when I saw that Shrek scene the first time. Like, that cannot be actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they, you know, maybe they go to a concert and 
you know, they're getting on well. They end up having the devil's intercourse. Well, could they go to a concert you really wouldn't expect? So, like, maybe she's like, oh, are we going to see, like, Black Sabbath or He Iron likes Man the Traveling Wilburys. That's no, the devil's favourite band, like is the, the Traveling Wilburys. I was going to say, it's the Starlight Vocal Band. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so then Jack Nicholson is like, well, we've had the devil's intercourse now. You've got to come and meet my dad. If we're going to go be serious, yeah. you've got to come and meet my dad, Robert De Niro, and Jack Nicholson, the devil, is like, well, okay, uh, I'll come and meet this 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 guy. And they go and they have dinner and it's very, very awkward. And Robert De Niro clearly doesn't like him. And the thing is, is that he's actually, at the same time, the devil is possessing another child in another movie called The Exorcist. And so he's having to deal with an exorcism at the same time. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> That's that's, very good. that's a really that's good a, like subversion of like the yeah of the trying yeah, to deal two with like dates the, at one time thing. exactly yeah. <laughs> a horror version of two dates <laughs> at one time mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he keeps having to excuse himself to the go to the toilet and then you mm-hmm. hear him going like ah, you know yeah, exactly. you thought, no that's the evil dead uh, your mother yeah. sucks cocks in hell that's the exorcist. yeah that and you know so it's sort of like the play that's gone wrong yeah and uh, all sort of all these different genres put together. It's horror. It's it's uh, it's science fiction. It's fantasy, <clears throat> religious fantasy, um, yeah. which uh, which I believe is all uh, religion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. I, I'm an atheist, so you can't see, but we're all wearing fedoras and smoking. Yeah, pipes. it's actually really. Uh, if you actually talk about the science, uh, it's actually impossible. <laughs> 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 um, and Ricky Gervais is actually an extra in this. Okay. Uh, young Ricky Gervais in the background. He's oh. just ca- uh, doing his little girl laugh. This truly is a horror film now. He pops up at one point and goes, Does that offend you? <laughs> Does that offend you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be funny if at one point the devil would be like, I've created the greatest device to torture humanity. And it's just well, that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this it, is it just, actually it, where... It hard cuts to, like, just a, a delivery room. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this is actually one of his first roles. And he he's one of the, you know, it's really just three people and he plays a, a, an extra. But he plays, the, mm. he plays one of the Muppets. Uh, okay. And he was actually constructed for this movie, and this is what, the reason why we have Ricky Gervais now is because Jim Henson made a Muppet. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim Henson, Ricky Gervais Muppet, and um, hated him, kind of a Frankenstein monster type thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why Thank- Jim Henson's dead. Because G- Ricky Gervais killed him. <laughs> because Ricky Gervais killed him. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense because Ricky they, Gervais. Yeah, is they in the chased most- him all the way across the Arctic. Yeah, exactly. Gervais is in the most recent Muppets film. There's not been a Muppets film since, so it's very possible he killed the Muppets. That's true. Do the research, okay? I've got a couple of Facebook groups. I've done the research. We can't do everything for you. We've got to put some things together. All right, let's just get to the crux. But what's the big conflict that the dad and the devil overcome together to become? Well, no, this? I think I think that like you know what what happens is that this first dinner is a disaster, right? Mm. Maybe he like the devil Jack Nicholson maims Robert Dinner or something, then has to put him back together. You know, it's like ah, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's a real drag, and then just like drags his intestines out, and Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson's like. The- 
Jack Nicholson, put him back. That's my dad. You guys have got to get along, you know? Mm. We had the devil's intercourse, so now we're, you, you, you know, you're my main squeeze, right? Mm. And you've got to, and, and he puts his entrails back and he's like, okay, why don't we go fishing? You know, Robert De Niro's like, well, if that's what you want, I'll take the devil fishing. Yeah, and they go and so we go, they go fishing and then they have a big scene where they fart. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And then and then they're like, hey, you know what? Even though we're different, we still <laughs> fart. Yeah, and so you have like maybe, you know, the guy's <laughs> fishing, right? And he gets out of smoke and he's like, hey, do you want to, uh, you know, do you want to, do you want to fish? I've got a rod here. And Jack Nicholson is like, I don't need a rod. And his tail just goes into the water and like pulls a fish out, you know? Mm. And Bobby Dinner is like, that's not, that's not what fishing's all about. You've, this is bullshit. And then Mm. he makes another effort. He's like, do you want a beer? And he's like, I don't need no beer. And he pulls out like a bottle of whiskey and takes a slug and rub it in. Gin. It would be gin. Yeah. Gin. And he's like, this is ridiculous you know, real men drink Bud Light, the beer of America. Um, and all of these things, and the devil just keeps, like, rejecting his advances. And Robert Dinner suddenly, you know, he snaps, and he, like, has a big yell at the devil, right? Being like, you're no good for my daughter. You're a, you're awful, and, and, I, and I hate you, and we're never going to get along, and you need to get out of my life and out of my house and out of my boat. And the, then the devil just, like, looks at him for a minute and then does a big fart. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, then they high-five kind of and like, dance. Yeah. And then there's a big dance section. And then there's a dance section. (laughs) And then they come back. They come back and and Rosemary's there. Yeah, maybe they both, at the end of the dance, they both fall off the boat and they're both Mm. kind of like laughing and they swim back to shore arm in arm and maybe they do like deep kissing. And then that's kind of, you know, where where they've come. And then Rosemary comes along and and joins in. They have a big threesome. And then they have a big threesome by the lake. And then they're back. They come back home. They're like, well, that was fun. And now we've got, we're a happy family. Yeah. And there's a knock at the door and the, the God shows up and fed, and then snap to black. Yeah. Perfect. Very a perfect good. film. Yeah. <laughs> and then perfect Jack film. Nicholson will return in Rosemary's Neighbor. Yeah. Jack Nicholson will return as the devil, dot, 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 and God. Yeah. As well as Rosemary. <laughs> it's a big crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then Ricky Gervais' Muppet pops up and goes, does it offend you that Jack Nicholson's the devil and the god at the same time? That's not yeah. bloody real, innit? <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he disappears, and that's the end. Yeah. And then that's over the credits, cool. you've got all the bloopers, obviously. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. The reason I was laughing so hard during that farting scene is because I remembered that just now I'll have to read the actual plot. <laughs> And I'm very curious to see how close we get to the film. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> right, strap in, everyone. It feels like, yeah. I'm- so um, before we do that, we should probably ask Ben, uh, do you mind us spoiling the plot of Rosemary's Baby for you? No, I mean, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's an old film. Um, and if I can't, you can't go through life unspoiled. That's what life does to you. It spoils That's- you. <laughs> You're already spoiled with people. People that I just don't get spoilers. You know That's always I mean? my attitude as well. But I know that some people do prefer to be kept in the dark. Well, uh, those people, and this, I'm talking to you, okay? You're already spoiled, okay? You're ruined. From the moment you left the womb, you were yeah. irredeemable. <laughs> the moment you opened your mouth and said, oh, spoilers, you were sullied and you can never yeah. be unclean. You never be clean again. So, I, 
you're all Lady Macbeth. Take a fucking good look at yourselves. Sort yourself out. Take yourself into the woods and live there. <laughs> it's the only way to avoid spoilers. It's the only way. I told a friend recently how sometimes if I don't know if I want to watch a movie or not, I read the plot of Wikipedia first. And they have they looked at me like I was a psychopath. And I, was I like, do the same and thing. I'm going to do it all the time, baby. All the time. When I, I do the same thing with TV, like TV series when I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. I can't be fucked. I'm not going to watch this. And then I just go onto the Wikipedia and I read all the plots and I'm like, great, done. I don't yeah. think that knowing what happens ruins a film either. It I doesn't. Mean, it's, it's all about how it happens, you know? Imagine, yeah. imagine demanding to be surprised by life at every by turn. Everything. Yeah. By every story. <laughs> yeah. Newsflash, all the stories have been done. You've already seen them all. Uh, I'm trying to think there was any film I watched that like a twist really genuinely changed my opinion of it. And the only one I can think of is, do you remember that Robert Pattinson film? It's like a rom-com that turns out he's a 9-11. No. no, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> that film a, did the, not exist. Does not I, exist. I, I refuse no, to believe. I, it. I assure you, it's a Robert Pattinson film where it's like him falling in love with like an indie quirky girl, and that, and the whole film's him trying to like get by without having a real job. But at the end, to support her, he goes to an interview at his jobs, his dad's job, and it's in the World Trade Centers on Spewing. September 11th. Why? What happened like, on September 11th? It was just really humid that day. It's really humid. <laughs> That's <laughs> the most human day on record, as far as I yeah, know. Right. Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to read the plot and I'm going to plow through it. <laughs> okay. Time for the plot. Time for the plot. If you don't want spoilers, then it's time to fuck off because it's time for the plot. It's what really happened, isn't it? Uh, very good name, just to start off the synopsis. Guy Woodhouse. Uh, a stage actor and his wife, Rosemary, move into Bramford, a large Renaissance revival apartment in New York. They disregard their friend Hutch's warning about Bamford's dark past with witchcraft and murder. In the laundry room, Rosemary meets a young woman, Terry, a recovering drug addict who Minnie and Ro- well, th- There's so many fucking names all of a sudden here. Ignore it. Major recovering drug addict. <laughs> Focus yeah. on Rosemary. Is living with their elderly neighbours. One night, Terry apparently jumps to her death from their apartment, distressing uh, the old people. While Guy grows close to the old people, Rosemary finds them annoying and meddlesome. The point is that Rosemary and her husband move into a Satan apartment complex, right? Yes. That seems to be what it is. They move in there. Somebody's like, don't move in there. There's a Satan cult. And they're like, well, we're going to anyway. And they're going to live to regret it. Yeah. Uh, Old woman gives Terry a pendant, or or gives Rosemary Terry's pendant, who's the woman who just died, and says it's a good luck charm. Guy's uh, cast in a prominent play as lead actor, but then after the lead actor inexplicably goes blind... With his acting career flourishing, Guy wants to have a baby with Rosemary. Oh. On the night they plan to conceive, Minnie brings over individual cups of chocolate mousse. Why is this in the plot? Mm. <laughs> when Rosemary complains... Well, I bet that she's part a- of the cult. I bet they're Satan oh, yeah. chocolate mousses. Oh, yeah. Rosemary consumes a bit more and says that it has a chalky taste and does not finish it. It's got a uh, real jizzy taste, this chocolate mousse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real calcium levels. <laughs> Uh, soon after, she grows dizzy and passes out in a dreamlike state. Which Ben said there'd be a, a lot of hallucinations. Yeah, Rosemary hallucinates um, having sex with a demonic presence. God, I bet there's such synth music going on under all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and all the other tenants of the building are watching, including her husband. The next morning, Guy explains that the scratches covering Rosemary's body, uh, claiming that she did not want to miss baby night and had sex for her while she was unconscious. Ugh, oh. God. 
Don't Very Polanski that. move. Yeah. <laughs> Polanski move, yeah, yeah. fucking hell. You can tell us Polanski, can't you? Rosemary becomes pregnant with the baby due the last week of June. The elated uh, old neighbours insist that Rosemary goes to their close friend, uh, uh, who's a baby Satan. doctor. Yeah, rather than her own physician. Our friend, Dr. Fir- Satan. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Natus. <laughs> Don't worry about his name. Uh, during her first trimester, Rosemary suffers severe abdominal pains and loses weight. By Christmas time, her gaunt appearance alarms her friends, uh, one of whom has been researching the history of the building. Before sharing her his findings with Rosemary, he falls into a coma. <laughs> Fantastic. Rosemary, unable to withstand the pain, insists on seeing uh, her doctor, while Guy argues against it, saying that the old couple's doctor friend will be offended if they go to the original doctor. As they argue, the pain suddenly stops and Rosemary feels the baby move. Three months later, uh, Rosemary finds out that their friend is dead, the friend from the coma is dead. Before dying, he briefly regained consciousness and said to give Rosemary a book on witchcraft called All of Them Witches. <laughs> <laughs> All them, witches. All, them yeah, witches. All, all, all them Isn't witches. Isn't there a band? Isn't there a band called All of Them Witches? Ah, that's a good band name of theirs. Right? Um, uh, apparently the name is an anagram. It uh, doesn't say what it's for. <laughs> Rosemary eventually deduces that uh, Roman Castavet, which is the old man next door, is an anagram for Stephen Marcato, the son of a former Bamford resident uh, and reputed, or reputed Satanist. There we go. We're getting into it now. All right. Suspect that the Castavets and the doctor belong to a satanic coven and have sinister intentions for the baby. Guy discards this and throws the book away. Right, here's the last paragraph. So we're into the home section here. We're into the home stretch. So we've got all okay. our Satanists. Yeah. Everybody around Rosemary's dying. She's yeah. got a demon baby all up inside her. Yeah. Mm. Terrified, she goes to her own doctor for help. Assuming that she is delusional, the doctor calls old friend's doctor who arrives with Guy to take her home threatening that if she resists he'll have her sent to a mental hospital Rosemary locks herself in the apartment but the satanic coven members somehow infiltrate and restrain her the old friend doctor sedates a hysterical Rosemary who goes into labour and gives birth when she is awakened she is told the baby was a stillborn as Rosemary recovers she notices her pumped breast milk appears to be saved instead of being disposed of she stops taking her prescribed pills becomes less groggy and then Rosemary hears an infant crying and Guy claims that the new tenants have a baby, and it's nothing to do with them. Believing her baby is alive, Rosemary discovers a hidden door in the bedroom, leading directly into the old couple's apartment. Guy, the old couple, and the doctor, and all the other Satanists <coughs> are gathered around a bassinet draped in a, in a black, draped in black with an upside-down cross hanging over it. Peering inside, Rosemary is horrified and demands to know what is wrong with her baby's eyes. Roman proclaims that the child, Adrian, is Satan's son and has his father's eyes. Adrian? That's a shit name for a demon baby. Mm. Yeah, That's a nerd-ass name for a demon baby. Yeah. He urges Rosemary to mother her child, promising that she will not have to join the Satanists. When Guy attempts to calm her, saying that they will be rewarded and and receive their own children, she spits in his face. After hearing the infant's cries, however, Rosemary gives in and gently starts to rock the baby to sleep. Mm. That sounds spooky, and I'm spooked by it. Yeah, that is spooky as. So Guy was in on it. Was he in on it the whole time? Yeah. Guys are always in on it. Guys are always in on guys. it. Fucking yeah, dudes, it. man. I bet you that guy was Roman Polanski. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He's in on it, for sure. Yeah. He probably did all that, then was like, this would make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, who do you think's better? I think ours is better. 
Yeah, thank you. Ben. I think I yeah, many Jack Nicholson. You're correct. A threesome. They didn't have a threesome. They yeah. got it's got comedy. It's lighthearted. There was almost no farting in the real movie. It's about bringing people together. Exactly. That yeah. hey, even though we're different, we can still come be cool. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. about realizing that maybe the devil's not so bad after all. Mm. Yeah. And none of the people in our film were called Adrian. Mm. <laughs> it's true. Nearly all of them were called Jack, actually. Most of them mm. were called Jack Nicholson. Very few. Because he was too lazy. Rosemary. He was too lazy to call anyone <laughs> yeah, else yeah, different he, names. He, he did a real Marlon Brando. <laughs> he rocked up on set. And he was like, I'm not answering to any other name but Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Mm, Another yeah. perfect movie written. We did it again, everybody. Well done. Uh, cool. Ben, you have got a new TV show out. I do. And if you get a VPN and set it to Australia, you can go to 7 Plus and watch it. It's you on can. the Channel 7, which is kind of... What What would you say the, the equivalent for Channel 7? It's like network commercial television. Channel 4, I guess, maybe in the UK? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, and uh, and it's a sketch show, and it's a par- It's called "We Interrupt This Broadcast." Yeah, and give it a shot. What do you? Come on, come on now. What well, do you come got? Come on. What do you got? So much going on, you can't give it a shot. What do you got on? You got nothing on. What? You haven't got a VPN? Come on, it's twenty twenty three. Get a VPN. Yeah, get a VPN. Get with a fucking program. Get a VPN, and then go watch that, and then go turn it to like an American. Uh, location and watch American Netflix and realize that it's exactly the same as your Netflix. Yeah, sucked in. Yeah, and while you're on Netflix, you can watch Auntie Don's Big Old House of Fun, which Ben is mm. also in. And I stream as well, like you both do, uh, at Ben Russell's, which is the same as my Twitter. Just before we finish, I'd like you to know, Ben, that every time I said Bond member, I sung it like Gold member. From- Good. Yeah, that's yeah. the same. That's what. That's the way God intended. Yeah, good. <laughs> and you can just still do that with Ben Russell. Yeah, I guess ben so. Yeah, Russell. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> that should be how you enter every room. You should have like a button, you know, a button like a fart button. <laughs> but it is how I enter every room, and it's annoying, and it pushes people away. <laughs> people do not like it. Yeah, especially when you're preparing for the devil's intercourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really upsetting whenever it goes off during that. <laughs> mm, mm. All right, yeah. I gotta do the bad outro. Yeah, thank you very much, Ben, for coming on and giving up your morning to this stupid bullshit. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry if we offended anyone with our religious jokings, but we didn't mean it. We love God. We love God. We love Jesus <laughs> so much, and Absolutely. and I wish him yeah. nothing but the best. I hope that he does well. Yeah, I wish I wish the Lord nothing but the best. He's got a book out. You can check out that book if you like. Yeah, no, don't check. don't read the comic book. It's available on all. Don't good. read the comic book. <laughs> we, we hear what the flick pods say. Do not read the comic book. Is this a novelization of the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is, yeah, there is a novelization of the Passion of the Christ that you can find at most bookshops. Around, in most bookshops, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Bible, as seen on Passion of the Christ. <laughs> it's got a big picture of Mel Gibson on the cover. <laughs> yeah, that's the cover now. <laughs> yeah. 
Alright. It's good. a good day to be a bad boy, but it's a great day to be a poster boy. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. I, sh- I should have said it's a great day to be an altar boy because of the religious uh, terms. Yeah, anyway, but of today. course, historically, not really any good days to be an yeah, altar boy. Never a good time to be an altar boy. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>